open eyes that we may see to follow the Sharice Johnson Moore here, your hope builder, lifting you out of your sorrow by guiding you to see the Christ within through scripture and practical applications. Today for Daily Devotional, we will be reading Numbers chapter 18, 1 through 32. Numbers 18, 1 through 32. Okay. And the title of this is support of the Levites and tithe and tithe of the Levites. Support of the Levites, tithes of the Levites. That is what we are going to talk about today. And 
want you to get your Bibles, get your tablets, cell phone, however you may read the word, and come on and let's do this together, okay? Numbers chapter 18, 1 through 32, okay? All right now, come on, let's get busy. Today we are going to read Numbers chapter 18, 1 through 32, and it reads, And the Lord said unto Aaron, Thou and thy sons and thy father's house with thee shall bear the iniquity of the sanctuary, and thou and thy sons with thee shall bear the iniquity of your priesthood and thy brethren also of the tribe of Levi, the tribe of thy father, bring thou with thee, that they may be joined unto thee, and minister unto thee. But thou and thy sons with thee shall minister before the tabernacle of witness, and they shall keep thy charge And the charge of all the tabernacle, only they shall not come nigh the vessel of the sanctuary and the altar, that neither they nor ye also die. And they shall be joined unto thee, and keep the charge of the tabernacle of the congregation, For all the service of the tabernacle, and a stranger shall not come nigh unto you. And ye shall keep the charge of the sanctuary, and the charge of the altar, that there be no wrath any more upon the children of Israel. And I, behold, I have taken your brethren, the Levites, from among the children of Israel. To you they are given as a gift for the Lord to do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. Therefore thou and thy sons with thee shall keep your priest's office for everything of the altar and within the veil, and ye shall serve I have given your priest's office unto you as a service of gift. And the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Behold, I also have given thee the charge of mine heave offering of all the hallowed things of the children of Israel. Unto thee have I given them all given them by reason of the anointing and to thine sons by an ordinance forever. This shall be thine of the most holy things reserved for reserved from the fire every oblation of theirs every meat offering of theirs and every sin offering of theirs and every trespass offering of theirs which they shall render unto me 
shall be most holy for thee and thy sons. In the most holy place shall thou eat it. Every male shall eat it. It shall be holy unto thee. And this is thine, the heave offering of their gift. With all the wave offering of the children of Israel, I have given them unto thee and to thy sons and to thy daughters with thee. By a statute forever, every one that is clean in thine house shall eat of it. All the best of the oil, all and all the best of the wine and of the wheat, the first fruits of them which shall which they shall offer unto the Lord, them have I given thee. And whatsoever is first ripe in the land, which they shall bring unto the Lord, shall be thine. Every one that is clean in thine house shall eat of it. Everything devoted in Israel shall be thine. Everything that openeth the matrix in all flesh, which thy bring unto the Lord, whether it be of man or beast, shall be thine. Nevertheless, the firstborn of man shall thou surely redeem, and the firstling of unclean beasts shall thou redeem. And those that are to be redeemed from a month old shall thou redeem according to thine estimation for the money of five shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary, which is twenty garaves. But the first name of a cow or the first name of a sheep or the first name of a goat Thou shalt not redeem, they are holy. Thou shalt sprinkle their blood upon the altar, and shalt burn their fat for an offering made by fire for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And the flesh of them shall be thine as wave breast, and as the right shoulder are thine. All the heap offerings of the holy things which the children of Israel offer unto the Lord have I given thee, and thy sons and thy daughters with thee, by a statute forever. It is a covenant of salt forever before the Lord unto thee and to thy seed with thee. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land. Neither shalt thou have any part among them. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance. For the service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. Neither shall neither. <coughs> Neither shall, neither must the children of Israel henceforth come nigh the tabernacle of the congregation, lest they bear sin and die. But the Levites shall do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they shall bear their iniquity. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. 
that among the children of Israel they have no inheritance. But the tithe of the children of Israel, which which they offer as an heave offering unto the Lord, I have given to the Levites to inherit. Therefore I have said unto them, Among the children of Israel they shall have no inheritance. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thus speaketh to the Levites, and say unto them, When ye take the children of Israel, the, the tithe which I have given you from them for your inheritance, then ye shall offer up an heave he offering of it for the Lord, even a tenth part of the tithe. And this your heave offering shall be reckoned unto you as though it were the corn of the threshing floor and as the fullness of the winepress. Thus ye also shall offer and he offer unto the Lord of all your tithes, which ye receive the children of Israel, and ye shall give thereof the, the Lord's key offering to Aaron the priest. Out of all your gifts, ye shall offer every heave offering of the Lord, of all the best thereof, even the hollow part thereof, out of it. Therefore thou shalt say unto them, When ye have heaved the best thereof from it, then it shall be counted unto the Levites as the increase of the threshing floor, and as the increase of the winepress, and ye shall eat in Eat it in every place, ye and your households. For it is your reward for your service in the tabernacle of the congregation. And ye shall bear no sin by reason of it, when ye have heaved from it the best of it. Neither shall ye pollute the holy things of the children of Israel, lest ye die. I just read... Numbers, chapter 18, 1 through 32. Oh, dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do, all that you've done, all that you have, you know. Sometimes you didn't, we didn't have a way, and you made a way. Sometimes we was in depression. You brought us out of depression. Lord, we was in a dark place. You brought us to the light. You found a way for us to find the light in the darkness. You're a way maker. (laughs) Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. That is who you are. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. We thank you for allowing us just to see this day. Allowing us to have the breath in our bodies and activity of our limbs when we are in our right minds, Lord, just for today. And it's like sometimes we don't know what what's whether we're coming or going, but you are constantly there. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done, all that you are doing. And thank you, Lord, for the love and the the support that you show. 
us. Lord, may you add a blessing to the reading of your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's deep dive into this chapter. Now we see that the Lord is having a conversation with Aaron. And he has just placed Aaron and his sons to bear the iniquity of the sanctuary. And the iniquity of the priesthood. And the brethren in the tribe of Levi. And they must minister. They, they, the, you know, it's a... It's a calling. And the calling is placed upon Aaron and everybody that is in the house of Levi. And they are to take care of the tabernacle. They are to do they have been given this responsibility of taking care of everything for the tabernacle of the congregation. Service. They have to do everything. Move the tent when it's supposed to be moved. Pitch it when it's supposed to be pitched. Um, do all the rendering of the ceremonies, the the you know the offerings, the many offerings that um, are going to happen in the tabernacle, and they are to get the first of everything, the best of everything, the best of. Everything there is when it comes to food being provided for, uh, giving the best service, giving the best, um, giving the best out of everything. And the congregation is to give them everything first, their offerings first. They get the first of everything, first fruits, first, first everything. But they will have no inheritance. They are left not, they do not get anything when they pass away. They do not get anything. They don't inherit anything. They are, they are just getting their time. They're there. That's what they get. And that's it. They don't get it like we get it now these days, like somebody passed away and you turn around and you got some life insurance or, or you got property or things like that and they don't get none of that. They do not receive anything. They just have to do the service and that's what they're going to get as an inheritance. And sometimes life is given to the, life is given to you that way. God has a purpose for you that way. 
You will do my works. You will do everything I ask you to do while you are here in this land that you are living in. Yes, you may start over again. This is also a starting over point for them after the disastrous in the last two chapters of what had happened with the rebellion and and then uh, the rising up against Moses and Aaron. And this is what the Levites get. God wants you to get it right now. Get it right now. Get everything, all your affairs in order. Get everything. And if you, you know, you got to do that part of asking God for forgiveness. Get that right now. Because tomorrow, tomorrow ain't promising nobody. Get your relationships right with your children. Get your relationship right with your husband. Get your relationship right with yourself. Get the relationship together now. Because God is not promising you tomorrow. That brings to mind of if you have an art against somebody, sit down, talk to them. Don't just hold it in and be bitter and 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 be evil and be mean and stuff because it ain't going to solve nothing. And thinking somebody owe you this or somebody owe you that. Don't nobody owe you nothing. You owe yourself whatever you desire. Don't put your responsibilities on somebody else's shoulders because you think, oh, they're they're my mother or they're my father. They should have done this, should have done that. Okay, I'm going to give you a bit of advice. Look at the upbringing of your parents or your grandparents or however it may be. And look at what they had to go through as children. Sit down and get to know people and their experiences. And maybe you can learn something. I always used to wonder why my grandmother worked so hard when she was growing up. When she was she was in her younger years. Why did she grow up? And how did she get to retire before she was 50? How did she get to retire before she was 50? My grandmother got her affairs in order because of what she went through. She grew up on a farm, I mean a farm that was owned by white people. And her grandmother grew and her mother grew up on a farm and her grandmother grew up on this farm and my and her used to be slaves. And Indians. Yeah, I did some I did some research. <clears throat> I did some research on my family history and I have Indian in my family. Because Indians and slaves back in those days were in my area where I'm from in Virginia, they were prominent in the time of slavery, Indians and Blacks, Africans. 
And then here we go with the Caucasians, where they co-mingle with us as slaves. Yes, and I do have white people in my family because I have done the research with that. But look at where you come from. Look at where your family has been and think about it. My grandmother worked all those years on a farm for somebody else. She was born in 1915. You think about all that history that come with that. Get it right now. Get it where your children can be in this place where they can be proud of their parents. Ain't nothing like a proud child that had that know their parents is doing and working for them and providing for them. And the parents are showing them, this is what I do for you. It ain't about, it, you know, it, it's about them. But the thing is, they've decided, look, I'm going to sit you down and tell you what's going on. And there's so many secrets in a family that they tear the secret. The secrets tear the family apart. Let it all be aired out. And it ain't gonna hurt. I mean, you know, people might people might see it different if you tell the story. So share your stories with your children. Share your story with your grandchildren. Share the story of how you got over, how you made it over. They say, my soul look back, look back and wonders how I got over. Because if the parents, I'm, I say this, where I talk about, why I talk about so many things of this nature is because I have experienced this in my life and it has done miracles for me when I have let go of trying to put on this persona of, uh, of I, was a, I was a perfect person or how I thought my grandma and my granddaddy were the perfect people that were raising me and I knew, the, knew about my parents but I held on to a grudge that you know, that uh, uh, that festered for many years about my parents not raising me. Then I realized they weren't taught how to raise anybody. They weren't taught. Didn't nobody had them. They had alcoholic parents. My mom had an alcoholic mother and father. And she went through a tumultuous childhood, a trauma and things like that. And now I understand why she did what she did when it came to me. So you got to go back to learn the history of where somebody's been from before you could judge somebody or hold a grudge or an art or whatever. And sometimes you just examine what's going on in people's lives and what they had to deal with growing up. My grandma worked hard. She picked that cotton. She did all those things for somebody else to get the money. And then when she finally left from out of the country, from Gates County, North Carolina, from Gates County, off the join the farm, she turned around, she went to the city and got her a job as a domestic. And from her being a domestic, then she started working in the cleaners. And then she started, um, she started uh, in the cleaners. And then she bought the cleaners from the, from the man that owned it. And that's how she got her start. And then she was retired by 50 years old. 
because she had learned how to save up her money. And that was the, that's the one thing, I, I, that is one of the many things, I'm saying many things, that my grandma has taught me in life. That make the money, you make the money, don't let the money make you. And she's, you know, and me being hard-headed as a person I was, I didn't listen to nothing that they said. I thought, I, no, they don't know what they talking about. No, they don't know. They knew. They knew how life, how hard life is for, for the, to grow up, how hard it is. And I think about she's lived from 1915 to 2011. That's like, wow. You know, it's like a, a, almost a whole a whole century, a whole, a whole, you know, almost a hundred years. And look at all the stuff that has happened in her life. She has seen change. She has seen she was born right there on the cusp of World War One. She on uh, the cusp of uh, World War Two. She's seen Korean War, the Vietnam War. She she's seen all this stuff in life. She's seen it all. She's seen all the stuff that I was taught in school. And I never took out the time to sit down and learn from her, that history lesson. Now, I wish she was here now, so I could actually sit down and write a book about her life, but I can't. But my thing is, what do you do when you find out these things about the people in your life? What do you find out about the people in your life? Are you going to better yourself for them? Are you going to sacrifice for them? Okay, well, you know, I come from slaves. Wow. They weren't even even given the, the freedom of reading or writing. You think about the people back there in them days, Aaron and Moses day. And, you know, everybody had their way of doing stuff. But when you were a slave, you do not have that, uh, 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 the ability, you have someone else controlling your narrative. And now that you have this freedom, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to waste it? Are you gonna waste your life? Or are you just gonna are you are you going to serve God? Or are you just gonna waste the rest of your life not doing anything with it? God is giving the Levites, uh, giving them the the support that that they need because of their leadership role. And that is one thing that we have to understand. Once we give in these leadership roles, we got a responsibility to the people that's underneath that we lead. The people that we lead. I'm not going to say people underneath us. I'm going to say the people that are equal to us. But God has given us a special privilege, a special calling of being led. And I'm thinking, and it's like, why do you, why do you waste your time? 
worrying about who don't like you, who like you, uh, worrying about uh, what Susie Jane and Mary doing and all that kind of stuff. Why do you even take out the time to mess your brain up with that kind of mess? You already got enough responsibility on you as being a leader. And then you have congregation underneath you that is supposed to support you. That's, this is the role of the congregation. They are to support the leaders. And then you have to turn around and give your tithes and offerings. Tithe and offerings. Just because you lead don't mean you can't. You don't got to give nothing. Some people get that twisted when they lead us in, in, in church. They get it twisted. Well, oh, the people supposed to take care of me and the people supposed to do this. Yeah, they supposed to. I mean, the people do so supposed to, to support. And then the congregation supposed to support them as well. It's an equal opportunity thing here. It ain't no one-sided deal. You know, I think it's a. I think it is a, a, a shame when we don't show our love and support for our leaders. But you expecting the they, but the leaders they go into every hospital room. They go into they they uh, officiating the funeral. They officiating weddings. They uh they raise. They trying to raise money for the church. They trying to do all these things, uh you know, for their church and their members and stuff. And then the members just like, oh wait, well, I ain't got to do nothing. I just come in church and sit down. Everybody plays a part. What part are you playing? And Levites is a family. I look at it as every as a, they are family, and they are supposed to love one another, cherish one another, and they work together. Work together as one for the Lord. Not one going this way and one going that way. No, oh, I got a, I got a bicker. I don't, I don't like what them did. Stop all that whining and complaining, and sit down and have a conversation with folks and talk with them and get to know what the problems are. Get to know what the, what what they need to hear, what they need to give them an encouraging word. Don't sit around and talk about folks. That's the one thing that I detest in leaders. They sit around talking about their members. Remember I talked about that last one? Everyone has a support team. Let the leadership, leadership, you be leaders for your congregants. And when you lead and when you love on them, they they ought to love on you too. And don't think it's all about you, leaders. Don't think that. Think about what God has given you this assignment for. It's to help others. Love on them and the congregation will love on you. Okay, everybody? So, I love y'all. And I will talk to y'all later. And our next chapter will be 
Numbers chapter 19. Okay? Numbers chapter 19. You know, and if you would like to donate to this cause, you can go to Cash App with dollar sign Sharice Johnson Moore. Okay? And I will be glad to... And I will be happy, and and I will thank. I'll, I'll be appreciative of what you do donate for the cause of this podcast. Okay, I love you, and I will talk to you later. Bye, babies. Hello everyone and welcome to LBM TV. I am Sharice Johnson Moore, owner and CEO of LBM TV. Here at LBM TV, our objective is to give you programming that will invigorate, motivate, and inspire you. Our programming will provide you with insight, in-depth knowledge, and solutions in your daily living. We can be seen on every smart TV, smartphone globally. We're located on C1 Media Smart TV app, Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Google TV. So get ready to enjoy a positive, uplifting program for your daily living here at LBM TV, where we care about you. Thank you.